0: what's going on family it is april 15 2020 and we're back yeah we're back this is the called out ones podcast let's go Welcome back family what is good listen I'm so excited and if you've listened to the podcast at any moment or time you know that I always say this but I'm super excited to be back with you guys I just knew it was time to bring the podcast back with everything that's going on right now I just knew it was the perfect time to come back and be a, a catalyst of sharing hope encouragement inspiration and everything else that will uplift your spirits during this time plus we got new equipment and resources so hopefully uh, you'll be able to hear me a little bit clearer and there will be no malfunctions this go round. but I'm, I'm i'm really um elated i'm gonna say elated instead of excited maybe i'll say that but i'm really excited elated elated excited to be back with you guys um because i know that now is a time for voices of hope to come up and arise and um, I believe that that's part of my calling to encourage others to help them identify purpose to uplift spirits to, to spark revival where I am as a revivalist, as a minister of the gospel, as an individual who is a follower of Christ I believe that that's part of my calling and that's even the reason why I started this platform because i wanted individuals to know that they are the church and i know it's so interesting that a lot of people are saying that now and it's probably being um heard a lot more now and i'm 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 so grateful that that is the message now that we are the church and um, from the birthing of this podcast that has been the whole reason behind it that we are the church we are the called out ones And so um, today I'm going to be sharing an interview with one of those called out individuals who happens to be an amazing friend of mine. God is doing some new things in her life, and I believe that her story will be one of no compromise, even as God is doing. um, Has her on this new journey um, and beginning to open up doors for her, I believe from the very beginning. And the reason why I wanted to share an interview or even have an interview with her is because from the very beginning, what I saw is that she embedded her faith in everything that she did and does. So I'm super excited to share this interview with you. Um, And I pray that it will be of an encouragement and inspiration to those that are trying to find out how to operate um, beyond church yet still. Um, Hold tight and hold firm to their faith And so I want you to check out this interview And I pray that it will be a blessing to you
1: What's going on family? Welcome back to the Call That One podcast Um, Today I have a very very special friend That I want to uh, dialogue with On some amazing topics And she has something very special coming out In a few days And I'm just really so excited Um, She is an author She's a um, creator, a filmmaker. So much I can say about her, but family, I just want you to welcome my friend, Miss Tiffany Campbell. What's going on, Tiffany?
2: (laughs) Hey, me and Maya. How you doing? Should I say
1: tip? tip. Should I say tip? Creative. Tip.
2: Creative. Yeah.
1: Creative. What's going on? How you doing today? Uh, I'm good.
2: I'm good. You know, quarantine like the rest of the world, but I'm doing cool. How you doing?
1: Yeah. Same, same, just trying to stay sane, you know, just trying to maintain yeah. stuff done, you know. Um, but, yeah, we are currently in quarantine, and so how has that been treating you um, thus far?
2: I'll be honest with you. Quarantine has treated me well. <laughs> I know okay. that everyone else is, like, you know, kind of miserable with it, but um, it's really helped me to get focused, like, you know, I was able to get the the movie done that we'll talk about later, and um, I started working out and okay, work better out. And, <laughs> you know, like trying to get my summer body ready, Hopefully, we can come outside for everyone to see <laughs> it oh, uh, <laughs> <That's funny. That's laughs> um, but you know, I've just been creating just a healthier lifestyle, like reading more, just doing yep. everything that I had an excuse for um yep. before. So, yeah, I, I, I
1: definitely I definitely believe that this time has eliminated um, excuses and, and definitely given us the opportunity to capitalize on some things that we said that we were going to do previously. So, yeah I'm, yeah, I'm totally with you on that. But uh, for people that don't know who you are, um, tell me a little bit about yourself.
2: Oh, uh, this is always a hard question. That, Talking that about question. me, yeah. that's tough. Uh, okay, so um, I was born and raised in Columbus, Ohio, um, I am an author. I've published two books, um, Scared of Beautiful and Don't Disconnect. I've been writing since I was a kid. Um, the first book I ever wrote was actually in seventh grade. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I've, been, I've been doing this author thing for a while. Um, I recently got into acting. Um, I took some acting classes here, and uh, now I'm getting into making films. So I've been writing scripts and my first um, short film that I wrote, and I'm starring in, uh, will be coming out this Friday on the 17th, April 17th, so it's pretty much uh, me in a, in a nutshell, you know, all things creative. I try to try to get into it, so.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, and so has your upbringing um, inspired you to um, be the creator that you are now?
2: I would say so. Like, um, I'm the youngest of seven siblings, mm-hmm. and uh, the co- the closest sibling I have to me is, like, five years apart. My brothers are oh, wow. five years older than me. So I was alone a lot. Like, yeah. I was by myself a lot. Um, so, you know, when you're a kid with an imagination, like, I had imaginary friends, and, you know, we would go on adventures, and <laughs> we would just do all types. Of, like, I would just make up my own fun, make up my own stories and stuff, so I think um, that, like, started from an early age, and uh, my parents thought I was going to be an engineer because I used to, like, make my own toys and uh, wow. just build things out of, like, boxes and toilet paper rolls and anything I could find, like, I would turn it into something. I was always a kid that would turn seemingly nothing, seemingly trash, into something really cool. Message. Um, Message. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know, God, uh, that def- that gift was definitely, like, seen very early on. They just didn't know which direction it would go. Um, so, you know, I always saw, like, movies and stuff, like, um, just in my head. I was just a visionary. I love TV. I love movies. So I would see movies, and I would want to bring them to life. But being so young, I'm like, okay, I can't necessarily make a movie right now, but I can write it down. And that's kind of how I got into the author lane. But even when I would write books, I would see them as movies. It just was easier to just kind of put it on paper first and hope that it would turn into something later.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and, and speaking about writing, you have, what, three books?
2: I have, yeah, I have two published books, but outside of that, like, if you look at my computer, I have, like, at least, like, 20 different stories that I've written from start to finish. Yeah. Um, but I just don't, I don't publish all of them.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. And and, and for those that don't know um, the names of those books, what, what are the names of those books, and what are they about?
2: Uh, Scared of Beautiful was um, the first book that I ever published. So that one is told from a male and female perspective, and it's pretty much about two people that have come from very complicated situations when it comes to love, um, and so they meet each other, and they're definitely, like, tested, triggered, tried in that area uh, when it comes to, you know, just using that word and allowing yourself to uh, embrace the beauty of what love could be, um, and not just with love, but just in their careers and Um, discovering themselves and all of that. So uh, that's in a nutshell what that book is about. Um, And then my second book is Don't Disconnect. Um, And in a nutshell, that is basically I use that book to kind of translate the love that God has for us in human form. So you see a relationship between two people, but really it's like a, a double meaning for the relationships that we have with God. Um, so, you know, you pretty much kinda of see you got you get to see that like the reality of what that probably looks like.
1: Um,
2: and I just, I just don't disconnect.
1: Yeah, and, and the reason why I wanted you to talk about your books is because um, you know, but well, for those that don't know, Tiff is the homie. That's that's my homie right there. Um and mm-hmm. we've had so many conversations <laughs> about just various things as far as creativity, um, writing, filmmaking, things of that nature. Um, but one thing i always tell tip that i appreciate about her is that um her it always comes back to faith for her it always comes back to faith and so when you're writing and now filmmaking what has you at the place where you like you know i want to embed my faith in this some way somehow
2: um i to me is is everything i am you know so i feel like because, like, faith is, is me, you know, like, because I, I wouldn't be where I am today without Jesus, I wouldn't be where I am today without my faith and my belief in God and, and what Jesus did for us on the cross, like, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be able to be a creative, you know. Like, I get my inspiration from the creator of creativity, and that's God. You know, um, yeah. in the, the first book, in the first few books, few pages, the first few verses of the first book, he's talking about being, well it's talking about him being a creator of all things Um, and so that's really where all of our creativity is inspired from, you know, whether people want to accept that or not, but we wouldn't be creatives without him Um, and so I feel like because, you know, he's in me, he lives in me like it has no choice but to come out and to show him my work and I think that you know, I have something that is missing um, in faith-based productions and faith-based films, and that's relatability. You know, yeah. I think it's harder for we we don't have a lot of films or a lot of TV shows that we could truly see ourselves in, um, mm-hmm. and even TV shows that were originated by Christian creators. Like you see, God being removed from that more and more because you know, for money or to compromise or, you know, I just think that we need a a very uncompromising message delivered, but in a way that people are able to receive it. Um, You know, I'm not really with, like, shoving church down people's throats and making church seem like it's the answer, the end-all, be-all, because, you know, we wouldn't be the church without God, first and foremost. And we okay. are the church, you know. We carry that with us everywhere. And so I think even a lot of the, the black Christian content that I've seen, I think they rely heavily on church and pastors and things like that. But I think for a new believer, you know, someone that's coming into the faith, that may not be the route that they're willing to go first, you know. Yeah. I think you have that encounter with God initially, And then, you know, then after that you want to learn more. And that's really what church is for, is to teach us to really become a breeding ground for um, us to be able to learn and and to know God better um, with tools and and help and assistance and guidance. Um, So I think just really starting with just, like, those intimate interpersonal encounters and, um, you know, just, like, kind of slow walking into it. Mm-hmm. Um, is is the approach that uh, I believe that the Lord is sending me to go specifically? Um, because I don't, I don't think that there's enough, there's not enough content out there with that in mind.
1: Now, now you said you said a lot, and there's actually two things, but that I want to actually, you know, talk about in regards to um, what okay. you just said. But I want to start off by talking about um, where do you see the state of like. Christian films and creativity and things of that nature. Um, and yeah. We've had this dialogue before, so I'm <laughs> laughing um, because sometimes it can really be seen as cheesy, as
2: corny, and and
1: I think that's what you were kind of alluding to when you were saying that it's not you know genuine or it's not relatable. But yeah. overall, what do you where do you see the state of? um faith-based films and is there a lane to create, you know, top-notch faith-based films?
2: Um the current state that I see, I mean, we have what Pure Flix, where we can, you know, that's our streaming platform. <laughs>
1: Um, we thought about that before, so we just gonna I'm gonna leave it at that because you know we might start <laughs> off on the deal. I also so always
2: respect be- to because if I if I could get a movie on there, I would be very same. happy. Same. But um, I just think that it's like it's repetitive. You know, it's right. a lot yeah. of the same content. Um, and you know, and I, and I understand because I understand why Christian films are the way they are because it's harder to get funding for films. Um, for faith-based films just because of what they represent. Um, And so you're really making the best of what you have. But I think that the lighting could be stepped up a notch, you know. Um, I think think personally I believe the reason why Christian films are the way they are is I don't know if there's enough people touching the scripts, you know, to just kind of really help it to be as real and re- relatable as possible and to make sure you're not making the same movie over and over and over. Like, you know, it's the same, uh, it's a black Christian film, it's the same, you know, people that, that live in the hood and or they have a, a crackhead mother or whatever. And then, you know, they go to church, they sing a song, and their whole life is different. And it's like, that is not... <laughs> That's not real life. That, it's not that the same storyline,
1: like all the time.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's recycled, you know. So I think um, and I and I feel like I'm like everyday Christians. We don't talk like this, you know. Yep. We don't sound like this. We're, yep. we're it's not like this for real, you know. what
1: Yeah, I mean? and and, and I'm, I'm I'm totally in agreement with you. And, and one thing I've I've noticed is it seems like we have. When it comes to creativity, when it comes to filmmaking, when it even comes to music sometimes, it seems like we've boxed God in. And, Absolutely.
2: And uh, we've made
1: Absolutely. him into um, someone that is this certain type of way when we actually serve a, a creative God himself. I mean, <laughs> when you look at the first book in the Bible, the very first chapter in the very first lines, God created, you know? Mm-hmm. And so if we serve a creative God, we can be more creative and not use the same things over and over again. So, you know, that's that's Absolutely. really interesting that you said that because I definitely see that um, a lot, and it often reminds me that we truly have to um, consult him and allow him to bring out that creativity. And yeah. That's one thing that you talk about um even with this film, I'm not going to dive into it just yet, but you talk about that. um, I want to talk about your YouTube channel because your YouTube channel is an opportunity for you to um, begin to showcase what God is doing in and through your life. And so um, with that, is that connected to what you feel like your overall purpose is, um, along with filmmaking and um, what's your call to do?
2: Yeah, I absolutely, I mean, with my YouTube channel, even with my blog, um, I feel like God has called me to a life of transparency, mm-hmm. like, publicly, <laughs> and that was something I did not like for the longest time. Like, I did not want, I remember the first time someone told me, you know, and I told them, really. Uh, just really about the things I had been through in my life. Someone told me, like, yeah, you know, God wants to use that. Like, you'll have to, you have to talk about that one day. And I cringed. I cringed so hard because I did not. I'm like, no, somebody needs to know this. Like, they don't need to know <laughs> that I went through this. But they, they don't need to know my business. Like, that's fine. I own that. Um and it wasn't until I, I got closer to God and really began walking with him and walking through freedom that yeah. I yeah. understood that, you know, I don't have to be bound by my past. You know, transparency yeah. really is freedom because that yeah. means that whatever I'm sharing it doesn't hold me hostage anymore. And it wasn't until I got to the place where like, oh, this doesn't hurt me. Like I'm not I'm not hurt I'm not bound by this. Like I'm not in I'm not in change changed about it, I'm not ashamed of it, you know, like this This is who I am and this is why I'm where I'm at today so I believe that my YouTube um, it definitely could be a catalyst for that um, with Tuesdays with Tiff, that's the day that, you know, I'm more personal um, and you really get to see me um, but, you know, I, I really think that me being transparent is what you know, God has really called me to be, and I think that's really going to show in, in everything that I do. Um, there will there'll be bits and pieces of me, and, yeah, like, I mean, once I saw really just how God was using that, like, I didn't think anybody would ever be able to relate to me or understand my story or anything, yeah. but once I really began sharing it and talking about it openly, like, a lot of, you know men and women were coming to me like, wow, like, I didn't know, like, I've been through something similar, and this is really freeing, this is helping me, it's giving me the courage to do what God has called me to do, Um, and things like that, so I I know that he's using it, and I finally have embraced it, even with, even some of the backlash that I get, because I think transparency can be foreign to people, so they don't get it, they don't understand it, and they're like, well, why would you ever even talk about that, like, that should be your own personal business. And it's like, right. man, I don't own nothing. Okay? Like,
1: I mean, God
2: has delivered me a walk in all
1: and walked me That's so true. That's so true. It <laughs> and it's so funny because uh, a lot of people see transparency as being exposed. when It is. Yeah, right? It's being it exposed is. from a place of um, taking off the mask, taking off yeah. the covers, taking off the things that we've been hiding behind because we were afraid to share certain things, not knowing that there is freedom on the other side of that, not just for us but for others as well. And so that's Absolutely. so dope that um you know, when we get to that place where we're like, you know what, I'm just gonna it's, you know what it's it's part of my story, but ultimately it's God's story. So um Yeah. Let me let me just go ahead he's and he's gonna share use it. this. Yeah, yeah,
2: he's gonna use this for who he wants. You know, like I don't know I don't want me keeping my mouth closed to not to be the thing that doesn't help someone else get free. You know, exactly. like or yeah. to know God is like, wow, she went through that and now she's doing this and now you know, it's like I can I can get through this too. And um I think people really need that. I think it's encouraging and I think transparency is really refreshing because being on social media you don't really get a lot of that. You get the mask, you get the the mood boards on <laughs> on social media, you get the the um intentional content, like, okay, I'm a dress this up and make it pretty and people want that. You know, they want something real, like man, I can really connect to her. Like she right. I just feels yeah. like I know her. Um and I think that that will take you a long way.
1: Yeah. And and so even with stories, um this film that you're dropping in what, three days? Um, three
2: days. Oh, <laughs>
1: three days. Um April seventeenth for those that are listening. Um it it's a story about really going through um certain things that people don't even want to discuss as we're talking about you mm-hmm. know um kind of covering up things um mm-hmm. I, I think in itself um it's it's so vital and and it's so fu- it's so funny that you're releasing this right now because um the interesting thing about the topic of this short film um, is that I feel like a lot of people, because of um, the state that our world is in right now, they're they're experiencing that on a daily basis. And so yeah. can you share a little bit about um, the topic of the short film and, and talk about it?
2: Okay. Uh, so the film is called Toxic, and it is about a couple that is currently in a toxic relationship. It's told mostly from the woman's point of view, her perspective, Um, and she really wrestles with whether she should stay in this toxic relationship or whether she should leave and really get her life back on track when it comes to God, when it comes to her family. She just knows that her life will be better if she's not in this relationship. So um, she battles with whether to stay or whether to go. Um, And, yeah, this thought... You know, I mean, I really believe that God wanted this story told um, from this perspective because, like you were saying, it's just something that's not openly discussed. (laughs) No one wants to ever admit that the relationship they were in was toxic, especially if they were posting pictures of them on social media. You know, every time you saw them, you thought it was perfect and everything was good because they know how to handle themselves in public, but behind closed doors, it was a mess. (laughs) Um, and so I believe that a lot of people experienced that, me included, and, um, I've felt that God used the experiences that I went through and what I know my friends and my family have gone through, um, he wanted to use all of that information and put it together and tell it, you know, in a short amount of time, but to really help people, uh, look very introspective, like, ask yourself a question, like, am I toxic, am I in a toxic relationship? Um, you know, and really to help people like see themselves because I think even when you're in it, you kind of want to blame the other person for why yeah. you are the way you are, and you don't really see that you add just as much chaos to the situation as they do. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's a internet shut for us about.
1: So, um, how long how long was it uh, like before this? This actually came to life. um was this a script that you had written some time ago, or what was that process like?
2: So uh, the whole process of even writing the script so it really started with you, obviously. <laughs> people don't know we were working online, we still are, but we were working on our own film project, and um I was on my way back from North Carolina uh, with jasmine uh that's that's my best friend and my my partner, my business partner. And I was on the way back, and I was like, I was telling her, I'm like, man, I really wish I had a team. Like, I wish Neobiah was in Columbus, but since he's not, like, I really wish I had a team um, so that, you know, I can do this stuff here, like, you know, outside of him, but, like, really start working on my own stuff. Like, I've been wanting to do this for a while. And so um, so I said that um, that same day I was sent in audition. Um, for this upcoming short film, and I wasn't even gonna go, but God was like, go, like, just go. And, cause I just wanted to meet the girls that were doing it, and so I went to this audition, um, I really wasn't right for the part, but I went anyway, and, uh, the cinematographer, the guy that filmed it, he was there, um, helping with the auditions, and so I got his business card, And i I'm like, well, I could work with you, cause you, you know, you shoot stuff. I'm like, I don't have any films right now, but, You know, in the future, like, I want to get in contact with you. So, you know, I got his card. I went and looked up his stuff. I thought he was amazing. And I was like, cool, like, whenever I have a film idea, like, I'm going to hit him up. Literally a week later, um, I was at my desk at work, and Toxic just literally, like, fell on my spirit. Like, I got the first line to the movie, and I just had to write it. So I wrote it. Um, In about two hours. And I was like, wait, the
1: whole wait, let's stop right there. We're not just going to keep on moving. <laughs> <laughs> we're not just going to keep How long did it take you? Two hours. It took See, two hours. And, and I feel like people, and we're going to get back to what you were saying, but I feel like people <laughs> try to say that they're not going to do something because they feel like it's going to take longer than what it will actually take if you just
2: focus, sit down just and do it. Lock
1: in sit down and do it, and just lock into the Holy Spirit and just allow them to just flow.
2: Yeah, Yeah, God gave me everything. It was like boom, boom, boom. Like the whole thing just came to me. And I was like, wow. And I sent it, like literally I wrote it a couple hours. And even when I was in the car, because the film has voiceovers, so even with the trailer you heard the voiceover that um, the main character was doing. And I had like, I I wrote all I wrote the whole film right and so maybe only reason why I say two hours is because I'm including the voiceover so really writing it all out probably took about forty five minutes to an hour for the whole thing. Wow. And I was like, it's it's missing something, like it's missing something. So I had to run home to uh, one of my contacts had came out while I was writing this too. I had to go home and get my glasses, and uh, while I was driving home. God had given me the voiceovers. So I was like, oh, this is dope. And he was like, well, record it so you don't forget, because I'm that type of person. I, I think the best when I'm in the car. Yeah. And so I pulled out my little voice recorder on my phone, and I recorded all of the scenes. I recorded every last voiceover on the fly. And then I went back to work, and I wrote out each voiceover that went with the scenes, and it, it, it pulled the whole thing together. And I was like, God is dope. Because it was missing something, you know. So I really wanted her thought process in the midst of all this to be heard. So I record all that. I sent it to Jasmine, and she read it. And she was like, "Whoa, like this, this is it. Like, there's not more." of them like, "Nah, man, <laughs> this is it. The short film is how it ends." She's like, "This is wild. Like, this is so good." And then I sent it to Kyle, um, who was the cinematographer and I was like, hey, let's work. Like, I met you a week ago. I didn't have nothing, but this week I got something. Let's do it. (laughs) And, yeah, and so that was in August, and we didn't film because we had to do casting. Like, we had a huge casting call. Um, We got down to two people, two guys that we really liked, um, and it was really hard for us to make the decision on who to go with. Um, And we went with the guy we went with because I knew him prior to, so they felt like it was going to be easier for us to, you know, have chemistry on on screen to actually look like a believable couple. Um, So that's why we ended up going with him over the other guy. The other guy was amazing, though. Like, he was really good. It made it really hard. Um, And then, yeah, we shot it in November after we had, like, rehearsals and, you know, we, the, me, Jasmine, and Kyle, we had all gotten together because Jasmine is the director for, uh, was the director for Toxic. So we had to get together and really clean up the script to make it as believable and real as possible. So um, if you are a script writer out there, like, be open to letting people, you know, tell you, like, hey, that, that's not a believable line. Or just, just don't be so attached to your script that it can't be adjusted, you know. Yeah. Um, because I had to do a complete, like, rewrite for one of the scenes um, just to make it, you know, just to make, like, not the guy seem like the villain. Um, And so they were able to help me with that. Like, hey, like, well, he doesn't really have a personality, but you need to give him a personality. So that was a really good point. And I was like, wow, like, okay, like, let's let's adjust this. Um, But I was very open to their ideas. And even when the cast got on and they didn't like certain lines, like, I was very open to them you know, switching up some things and changing it up um, because I wanted to make the best film possible, and I, I don't think you can do that all by yourself. You know, yeah. you, you get, like, God gave me the gist of the idea, but I needed people to come and help clean it up and make it the best version that it could be.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. And so even with the um, process of this short film, and I know there's going to be many, many more um, films that come forth Um, and this is only the beginning, but just with that process alone, what would you say to the creatives out there that are, um, first off, that are struggling to balance um, what it looks like to be a believer and a creative, um, Mm -hmm. and then those that um, feel like they don't know where to start? Um, and, and And I'm asking you this because I feel like And and I feel like I have the okay to say this, but I feel like there are some (laughs) times where even you had that that moment where you didn't know where to start, but then you see the results of it after you did. So, what would you Mm -hmm. say to those individuals with that? Like I said, first, you know, have that struggle of like, man, how do I, you know, operate as a creative but also embed my faith into the things that I do? And then, second, Mm -hmm. where do I start?
2: Okay, so for the first one, I think with, you know, embedding your faith and creativity, I think, like we were saying before, understanding that God is the author of creativity and also understanding how creative Jesus was. Like, if Jesus is who we model our example out of, like, he was super creative. Like, yeah. even his miracles were creative. Word. You yeah. know, like, he literally took uh, dirt, spit in it, <laughs> <laughs> made clay, rubbed it over a blind man's eyes. You know what I'm saying? Like just to help him. And you boom. didn't have to do any of that. You literally just yeah. could have said, you know, open your eyes and, and you're good. Like, but right. he made it creative. And Jesus was a storyteller. Like,
1: yeah. that's who yeah. I get
2: a lot of my storytelling yeah. from. Yeah. Like, he told stories to make yeah. it make sense. And like, his stories weren't ultra religious and deep. Like, they were stories based on the culture and the time or the culture of that time period. You know, he studied what people were interested in, what they were doing so that he could make it make sense. And they were all parallel, yeah, yeah, to the gospel. So it's like, you know, don't don't put your creativity in a box because you're a believer. Like, it's really endless. You know, you can make something that is very, that does speak to the culture, but absolutely have God threaded all up and through it, you know. Um, It doesn't have to look a certain way to to be extra spiritual and extra deep. And I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to make something so churchy. (laughs) And, you know, like a lot of when Jesus was telling his stories and even when he was performing his miracles, a lot of that was outside of church. Like it just happened while he was walking from one place to the next. You know what I'm saying? Like, or he was on a boat in the the middle of the lake preaching, you know, speaking to people, just outside, like, whatever, you know, and and trying to get people to understand, talking about drinking his blood and eating his flesh. Like, he (laughs) he was willing to go there, you know? He was willing to test the boundaries of the day to get his point across, and I think... You know if Jesus didn't box himself in, I don't feel like we need to box ourselves in either okay. um so yeah. just allowing yourself to create with God um and then just creating and you know even if you know you feel like you didn't pray enough or whatever before you started creating, just always asking God, what's up like hey, how what' you think about this like is this, yeah. is this appropriate or maybe am i yeah. am I not really you know like is this more like what are the motives of this? Where does this come from type thing. yeah. And, you know, and he'll let you know, but at least if you're creating, you're flexing that muscle. So never yeah. stop flexing that muscle. Don't make yourself feel like it has, if it doesn't look this way, then it's, God doesn't approve it. Because it's just not yeah. true, you know, and others that do create from that place, like that's them, you know. And don't don't feel like you have to model or look like somebody else that's doing it um, simply based on whatever you, you know, whatever people may think or whatever they may say, you know, churchy people may not like toxic, and I'm okay with that, <laughs> you know, because I know what God gave me, and I have to be confident to to stand in that and stand firm in that and right. let it be what it's going to be. Um, what was the second so, part?
1: Oh, yeah, you, I think started. you just answered it, though. I honestly think you just Did answered I? the second part. Um, just you stating, you know, just create because – when you spend time with God and you communicate with him um you will have that um daily inspiration you will get motivated to do certain mm-hmm. things, and we have a decision when we get to those moments um your decision in that moment was I'm gonna sit here at work i say it again at work. <laughs> at work <on> the clock. <laughs> home the clock. And, I knew if right. I
2: didn't
1: do it that moment, it wasn't going to get done. Right. And, so that's, and I, that's why I believe you answered the question because um, sometimes we'll get motivated while, while, you know, just, you know, God drops something in our spirit. We get motivated and we're just like, oh, okay, I'll just do it when I get home or I'll just do it later. And it never gets done unless we make mm-hmm. that decision to do it right then and right there by any means, and um, I, I think that's a great starting point for anybody out there that's, you know, like, where do I start? Start where you are.
2: <laughs> like, where you are. And the voice memo was such a cool idea, too, because, I, like I said, I get a lot of ideas in the car, and by the time I leave the car, you know, I'm on, on with my day, I forget everything that I said. Like, I will have the dopest line that I came up with all by myself in the car, and I'll straight forget it. i was like, dang, what was I even talking about? And so, yeah. you know, even if, and, and my friend had, had, on the lowest of taught me that, because she used to do that all the time, but um, just recording whatever comes to mind, you know, yeah. like, if especially if you're a screenwriter or whatever, like, just pick up your phone and just start talking to it. Like, okay, I had, on this day, I had this idea. It's going to go like this. These are the characters, whatever. So you can remember, like, don't rely on your memory that much, especially as a creative,
1: because
2: our memories <laughs> are not
1: the best. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Well, Tiff, I, I just truly appreciate you taking time out to uh, just talk today um, and even talk about your film. We're so excited about it. It is dropping um, on Friday. And where can people find the short film?
2: They can find it on my YouTube page. It's called Creatist. C I F S, not creative, the, the Creative um, Productions, and yeah, if you look it up, you can find it, um, and yeah, it'll be available Friday. I'm trying to push it. I don't want to get no promises, but Friday morning should be when I drop it. So okay. 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 I'm looking forward to it. People... I'm gonna go on. Inst-
1: Sorry. Oh, go ahead. I'm
2: gonna... <laughs> I'm gonna go on Instagram Live on my Instagram, which is simply dot creative. Um, I'm going to go on Instagram Live that night to, to get questions and to talk about it more in depth, like, once
1: people have watched it and know what's up.
2: Um, so, yeah, you can join me on there. I'll have some of the cast in there to, to talk about okay, it.
1: Okay, cool. Too. Cool. So um, I want to end by asking you a question. Um, and oh <laughs> <laughs> i asked ask a question when I'm interviewing people because I want all – the individuals that come across this podcast to truly understand what it means to be a called out one. And I definitely believe that you uh, would be considered a called out one. Anyone that is truly operating um, or even beginning to operate in what they feel God is called them to operate in, in whatever industry, whatever field, but still maintaining their faith. And so the question is this, when it's all said and done, what do you want it to be said about your life?
2: Hmm, um, that she truly lives for God, like that, you know, God God must be pleased with her <laughs>
1: by wow. her fruit. Yeah, that's good, that's good, that's good, so good. Yeah. Well, thank you again, yeah. Tiff. once again, everyone. Thank um, you,
2: Nehemiah.
1: Oh, no problem at all, no problem at all. I'm excited for you, I'm really excited on um, what comes from not only this um, I know lives will be impacted um, by the short film and I know other projects will be birthed um, from this as well. Um, everybody please go check out this film. What is it? Creative Productions on YouTube. Creative Productions. Creative mm-hmm.
2: Productions
1: you subscribe. We're trying to get
2: our <laughs> subscribers up. <so> get <laughs> those, <go> subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> those numbers up. And go follow <laughs> her on
1: Instagram, simply creative, right? Creative.
2: Yes, yeah, simply what? dot creative. Yep
1: awesome yeah follow her on instagram and um just stay connected because um, like i said i know new projects will be dropping soon wow
0: wasn't that an amazing interview um i'm telling you man um god can use people wherever they are he can begin to work in and through them wherever they are um and this is just the beginning for her and it could be just the beginning for you as well all we got to do is start and make sure that we keep him with us along the way maintain that relationship with god no matter where he takes us um any and everywhere to just really embed our faith in all that we do so make sure you check out her youtube page at creative c-r-e-a-t-i-f-f productions on youtube and you can follow her on instagram at simply dot creative c-r-e-a-t-i-f-f on instagram for more information on the short film i believe it's definitely going to be a blessing and encourage so many individuals family until next time and i'm dropping some more episodes this week by the way but until next time remember family we are the called out ones peace